0: Fantastic. Father, we thank you. Lord, you're speaking through our youth, the generations are speaking, Lord. And Lord, they are amazing what what they're sold out to, Lord, is you. They're sacrificially living, consecrated life to declare your goodness, your glory through the land. Lord, we thank you for the blood. We thank you for your sacrifice. And that's what I want to speak to you about this morning. As I was driving back from Sydney and driving into Tugra, I really sensed that word, it just came to me, sacrifice. So I want to just tease tease out that word sacrifice, what it means. And uh, and then, of course, I had to get back to the, the original or the best sacrifice of all, and that's Jesus, amen? You know, Christ's perfect sacrifice, that released all this great stuff, his presence, his glory, his mercy, you know, all this great stuff that we can have and live in, which is the kingdom, is right there for the beckoning. And if you never step into it, you'll never get the whole deal. So your destiny's in there, your, your, your love, God's love for you is in there. And so, Father, right now I pray that this morning people would... Choose to accept your sacrifice of your life on the cross. Your blood that was shed, Lord, that powerfully evoked a cosmic change of events. On earth, in heaven, your sacrifice on the cross, Lord, released us from darkness and has released us by faith into the goodness of God, into the righteousness of God, but into the presence of God. And Lord, we stand here just absolutely amazed. And we sang that song, Amazing Grace, at your funeral, Brett, your mum's funeral. And God's amazing grace was released 2,000 years ago. And Lord, we stand here humbly, and we arrest ourselves, and we stand and we declare, God, we are amazed at your sacrifice that has released us into your, into your right standing of salvation. Lord, we can, you know, you can just stand there and just receive God's love upon you now. His countenance, his love, his smile is upon you right now because his blood was shed. This blood that was shed constantly through the Old Testament, was once and for all shed by the perfect sacrifice, the Lamb of God. Who believes that? The Lamb of God. God himself, through flesh, through the Word, through the living Christ, sacrificed his life and that blood was shed forevermore. That whoever believeth in that and trusts in that, acknowledges that, is saved. Saved. And we say amen to that. Who's with me on that? Amen. God bless you. You can take a seat. Fantastic song, Dan. Great song. Wow, that suits us. Absolutely suits us. Fantastic. Now I've got to crunch, crunch, crunch. And uh, because God as again, just is recreating anything we imagine a church service to be, we are always repropositioned when we get into the house. Amen? We just love it. We love creating. Who's a bit of an artist? Who likes to create? Who likes to go by, who likes to know where they stand? They don't like to work outside the box. They like to know what they're supposed to do, where they're supposed to go. Yeah, that's the teaching thing, Garth. That's okay. That's the administration. Teachers like to turn up. That's the worst thing to turn up into a class when you don't know the students, you don't know the curriculum, you don't know who is the ones that play up, you don't know who are the ones that want to learn you got to work all that out on the run. Such was the great opportunity I had teaching Scripture for eight years in Wyom High School. And sometimes you could be absolutely prepared and you just had to shelve it and just work on your feet. And that's when you knew if you were a man of God, if you knew if you, you could work and reinvent yourself almost instantly and give the ministry that was so needed. Because people don't need religion. They don't need something that is concocted by the flesh or by, you know, some cleverness, but they certainly need someone who's prepared by the word, prepared in their hearts, and that's what this world needs. It needs people that have been taken hold of by their heart. Amen? I want to start off with a, a short story. I'm talking about sacrifice. You can write that word down. There's a story told of a young boy whose older brother was in a car crash. The father approached the younger son. i say it again. The father approached the younger son shortly After the crash, and said, Son, if you will, your older brother needs a blood transfusion in order to live. The doctors have determined that only you can provide this blood. Will you provide blood for your brother so he may live? Remember that, so he may live. The younger son did not hesitate in answering, he would indeed help his older brother. Unknown to the little boy, though, was the relative simplicity and safety of the procedure. The car ride to the hospital was unusually quiet for this normally very talkative little boy. The father, at that time in the most awkward and difficult position of his entire life, thought best to leave the young boy to his own thoughts. The father and young boy entered the now familiar doors of the town hospital, As the father and son sat in the hospital room, the nurse entered with the needle in hand. She commented how courageous, courageous the young boy was, preparing the boy's right arm, as she had done to hundreds of other patients over the years, and slowly inserting the needle into his arm, the vial began to quickly fill with the young boy's blood. After the vial filled, the young boy, with tears in his eyes, turned to his father and asked daddy how long do i now have before i die this little this little boy didn't realize that he was just giving blood he thought he was giving his life giving his blood so his brother could live this was the uh this is what he was led to believe because of his innocence and i love this scripture in john 15:13 Greater love has no one than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. John 15, 13. I was listening to the radio and there was a, I think it was a men's ministry and they'd released a book, Valiant Stories of the War. And one particular soldier knew his troop were holed up in a cave. They actually, this is World War II, they'd, they'd sort of got themselves caught out and they were pushed back into the cave. At least a 100 men were wounded and trapped, unable to move from this cave. But there was one of the soldiers that was still on the outside. And in the night, he crawled um, himself through the night. He crawled to the cave and began to singly drag the soldier back out of the cave, wounded, out of the cave and into the brush, but then down this rope, down the cliff edge, while the enemy was poised the whole time at the mouth of the cave. Somehow he was able to drag out 50 men during the night. But not only that, he was able to winch them down. This story is much bigger than what I can tell now because... It was a long time ago, but he was able to winch them down the the face of the cliff, down to the sand, where each man was eventually rescued and saved. Where did you get the strength, they asked him? How did you do such a thing? Such boldness, such risk of your life, such sacrifice. There's a, there's a scripture in Romans 12, verse 1. Uh, have we got that? And this morning, I just want to discuss the meaning, I guess, I guess, of the word sacrifice. And we'll use three examples, and we'll see if you can recognize these three examples. And I want you to understand, maybe, again, what sacrifice means. So, we want you to be renewed in your spirit about sacrifice, what it means. And we can take this back, not only from the precious sacrifice of Christ on the cross, that released all this great stuff, salvation, our right standing with God, the, the mercy, the glory, the power. Who was there at these Benny Hinn Crusades? Did you feel the anointing drop into that? Sometimes on Friday night it took about three hours. Who knows it doesn't come cheap to get the presence, to get the glory. Who's willing to go for five hours in a meeting to get some glory? Oh, that's too long for me. Some people can't even sit through an hour and a half church service. There's actually drive-through church services in America, is there? There is. I was watching on YouTube. Drive-through. You pay your tithe. Some guy reaches out, slaps a hand on you. Bless. Any other needs? Oh, yeah, the kid's got the sniffles. Bless. Anything else? Oh, yeah, I got a word this week. The Yeah, well, that could mean that. Go. You're gone. You're out. You're only allowed three minutes. And drive-through, back to your normal life. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy to offer your... Don't worry, it'll come to Australia. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This living sacrifice Jesus. Just keep it up. Jesus was a living sacrifice. His life, his, his living was a sacrifice to God. He was committed to God, to his will. Nothing else mattered. His whole living, everything he did, every step that he took was all in the will of God. I love that. And eventually, his life became a sacrifice. And it's, it's absolutely true that when we become Christians, our life becomes a living sacrifice. But how, how do you grasp of that? It's by this. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and... That's right. The blood of Christ enables us to be holy. The only reason I can abstain from a fallen world, the only reason I can abstain from drug addiction and all this other stuff that tries to get at me is through the blood. And that's why I respect and honor and worship the King because he broke the power of sin over my life. And so, pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Living unto God, sacrificial living, denying yourself, denying what you do with your money. But I want to do this with my money. I want to do that. But if you, if you say, God, no, you're in charge and I'll do what you want me to do with my money. That's sacrificial act of worship. When we gave this morning, it was an act of worship. My tithe is for souls. My offerings is for the house and for the extension of the kingdom. More? Two? Do not conform any longer to the patterns of the world. What's the patterns of the world? Well, all that ugly stuff. Selfishness, greed, um, um, sourness, uh, lust, help me, help me, throw some at me, no, don't throw them at me, pride, envy, all that stuff, slander, all that stuff that we could have a tendency to conform to, Jesus Christ broke it by his sacrificial offering of his blood. Powerfully, wonderfully, it's broken. That power the sin had over us, then you will be able... Now, hang on. Now, back it up. But be transformed. This is how it's done. This is how you live this sacrificial life. If the sacrificial life is lived by appropriating the sacrifice of Christ. Imagine how... Just live that up. Imagine how those soldiers felt that got dragged out of that cave, 50 soldiers. Would they be living their life? Oh, yeah, I guess that was pretty good of him to do that. I'll just live my life any old way now. No, they're going, thank you. Thank you for that, man. Thank you that I'm living, and and thank you. One man, I heard one business guy that was on those airport crash shows. I love those. Who loves those airport crash, how they survive, and what happens with human nature, how people trample on each other, and and then there's others that go, no, you go first. You know, all the good, all the, the, you know, your, your true colors come out in situations like that, doesn't it? get out, i am call you, children. It literally did that. There's, there's ugly reality that actually happened on the Titanic and any, any situation where your life is at risk. We don't share things like this, do we? But Jesus Christ gave us this reality that he paid a price in his sacrifice. He didn't do any of that. He just went willingly, like a lamb, without a word, he laid his life down and allowed you to live. Now, this guy—he's a businessman, first class. He's on this plane. The thing gets sucked out; five, six people get sucked out, and the captain heroically brings this plane, gets it onto the ground, and the relatives are on the air, in the airport. Imagine waiting for Dan to come from England, and oh no, that plane—it's it's in bad state. Six people got sucked out through the door and we don't know if your Dan friends was one of them or Beth. And, uh, well, this is what the young son of this man, he's about 50, businessman, very, um, very secular, I, I would imagine by the tones of his voice, very secular, career orientated. He loved life. He succeeded in life. He was very, he was very accomplished and he was saved from death. He landed at the airport, he grabbed his sons, he grabbed his 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 rellos and gave them the big hugs. And then they interviewed him later and they said, what was it like? He described it brilliantly, what happened, how it happened. And then they said, and what do you feel now? He said, what I feel now, that I have been granted life to live for other people, not myself. And I thought, wow, that's amazing. This guy's... Before the crash, it's me, me, my house, my career, my family, me, 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 my, me. Now he's saying, I must, before I leave the planet, do something for fellow mankind. And the only way you can do that is be on a plate. No, the only way you can do that is by the renewing of your mind. It's the spirit of your mind, the mind of Christ. Jesus. Let's have a look, quick look at this. Who knows this one? Okay, three examples quickly. Quickly. Who am I? I am someone who Jesus saw. I'm on a limited income. I am poor financially. I am rich spiritually. I'm alone in the world, but someone was with me one day. Have a guess who it is. I'm only in the book of Mark and Luke. I'm a woman. I rebuked the rich by my example. I gave everything I had to God. Though I am poor, I gave more than all the rich. Who am I? And you're absolutely right. This is the widow in the Gospel of Mark and Luke who gave the last two coins, her entirety, sacrificial giving, she gave it. It is not sacrifice if we give what we can afford, whether this is money, possessions, time, and I'm thinking about the people that have given, given under this church sacrificially their time, their talent, and it's only sacrificial giving when it's actually a loss to you. It was a loss to Christ to give up his life. It was a loss of some of these soldiers to throw themselves over the barbed wire while their mates ran over them, while they caught the gunfire of the enemy. It's a loss for people to turn up at a church and set it up and 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 give sacrificially and you know and do all this great stuff that you guys do on a on a Friday night it's a sacrificial giving that we're seeing in the youth that are willing to give up their time on a Saturday morning and be trained up in righteousness to become a leader in God It's a phenomena, actually, what is happening on a a Saturday morning in Crave. The leadership, the leaders, young people are saying, I salute the king, I'm stepping up for service, I want to be a living sacrifice. I want to give my time, my talent, my treasure. I want to lay the whole shebang down so souls can be saved. That's radical Christianity. And that's what the church is about. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. The second one, preacher, preacher. Who's this one? Who am I? I was born a Jew. I knew Jesus personally. I'm an apostle. I traveled by boat in my lifetime. I preached the gospel of Christ to the Gentiles. I wrote several New Testament books. I gave up everything that I had worked for in my life for Jesus. I suffered stripes, imprisonment, shipwreck, and other persecutions for the cause of Christ. Before I became a Christian, I fasted for three days. I thought that was cute. Anyone got it yet? Paul, that's it. You got it. Some will think it was Benny Hinn, but it's not. It's Paul. <laughs> and he considers everything in, in Philippians 3, and I can't go to that scripture, but if you can, Philippians chapter 3, verse 3 to 8, it says that he considers every accomplishment, everything that he accomplished in his life as a fa- Pharisee, he considered it all rubbish, all rubbish compared to knowing Christ and his glory and his, his work of redemption on the planet. We learn from Paul the following lessons concerning sacrifice. Sacrifice involves the dedication of all and all the personal accomplishments there is to have. And so it's amazing. This scripture here, this is great. Matthew 16, verse 25 for whoever will save his life. And in the in the Great Hall, Andrew, at the Sydney University, in the Great Hall, don't you love it? Have you ever been in a ceremony when they get their degrees in the universities? And all these, uh, this this whole procession of all these dignified roads and you know, five degrees and Oxford University and uh, they're all coming in, all their gowns and their garbs. And we're sitting there like, Oh my God, what, i checked my school certificate. O-levels in English, that's not good enough. Stand back, stand back. Uh, first aid certificate, that's not going to do it. And these people are walking. There must be about 70 of them, these dignified men. And Paul says, it's all rubbish compared to knowing Christ. It's all rubbish. You know, Richard Branson and all his wonderful, extraordinary enterprises all over the world. And I love him dearly. I love him dearly. I want him saved in Jesus' name. But even all his billions and all his grandeur and wonderfulness, he, it's all rubbish compared to Christ. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm on fire this morning. I should go to more Benny in. Come on. Matthew sixteen twenty-five. I haven't got time. I've got to finish it. Eleven thirty. People have got baked dinners on. Whoever will save his life, but whoever will save his life from accomplishments, careers, money, nice house, comfortable things in life, and whoever will save his life, can you put that track on, one song from Delirious? I might be too late, it's all done, I might be there just about this. I want that just happening, yeah? But whoever will save his life, that's it, just bubbling under, shall lose it. This means that if you accomplish all these great things in life, huh, now get, get, get me, hang on, hang on. Got to... And Jesus said to his disciples, if any would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross. His cross, your cross is sacrificial giving to God. Your cross is denying your will, denying your life, denying your accomplishments, denying all your money, denying who you are, denying your family even, denying what you are, who you are, and think you are. Picking up your cross and walking God's will in the landscape of a fallen world, walking God's will across like Abraham, leaving his father's household and leaving the comfort of his father's household and walking out into a land he knew not, but by faith he went, knowing that it was God's will that he go. And in going, he became the father of nations. Then Jesus said to his disciples, of anyone who would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Yes, next. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. What does it mean? Save his life. That means if you try and preserve your life by every means possible that this world can help you do. In your career, in your health, mind, in every, you can be looking like you're rocking. But Jesus said, you will lose your life. That man on the plane, the French plane, he, he realized in the moment of death that his life was nothing. His life, his house, his, his everything was nothing compared to eternity. Jesus said, whoever wants to save his life, will lose it but whoever loses his life for me will find it start the song again because there's lyrics by a great band called delirious and he's worried this band now travels all the world worshiping god they have kids miles of kids we stayed in the same hotel but he's fearful but kids are going to put him in a box and he writes this song about what it means to bring all your family and bring all your life back into the sensibility of living in a nice little house with a picket fence. And he, he says these lyrics. Save Turn it up. Me, save, me. save me. From the kingdom of comfort where I am killed. From, kin- from the kingdom of comfort. From material things, save me. Build myself a happy home. In my palace on my own. Huh? Of my build myself a palace, a home. I've built one head, of those. I just forgot where I came from. Come on. Save, save me from the kingdom of comfort. Turn it off. That's great. Just let it bubble under. In fact, just let it bubble under. He's saying, save me from the kingdom from of comfort. So can anyone sympathize with me here? Save me from my little home, my big fat TV. Save me from living a life that is not sacrificial. Do you know what I mean? We're here to spend ourselves on God, not to preserve ourselves. Money, I've got to keep all I can get. I've got to get it. I've got to get it. I've got to get it. Time I need. I can't serve the church. What do they want? One hour from me a week? I can't do that. My God, they want me to stand at the door for one hour. I can't do that. I can't, I can't help build. I can't help give to this thing. I need it. Sacrificial giving is not giving unless you need it. If you need that money and give it to God, that's sacrificial giving. If you need that time, you give it to God, that's sacrificial giving. If you say, look, I've got five bucks. Will, will that get you on your bike? Yeah, five bucks. Yeah. And if you, if you're not sacrificially giving, the Bible says you are denying your Christian life and picking up your cross. Picking up your cross is like what these young people are doing. They're picking up their cross and laying everything down and and saying, Jesus, whatever it takes, if it's going to cost me... My time, my talent, my treasure, if it's going to cost me my family ridiculing me, if it's going to cost me my mates ridiculing me, I don't care. I'm going to walk this out for the King of Kings. Amen? Oh, yeah. Who's this guy? Lastly, I lived under a different covenant than you. I lived in tents all my life. I was a fairly wealthy man in my day. I was not a high priest, but offered sacrifices before one. During my time, God spoke to directly to the fathers of my families. I sacrificed the nearness and comfort of family to follow God. God promised me that all families would be blessed in the end. I cast one son out and offered up another to please God. Ishmael and Isaac, I'm giving you a key clue. I am spoken of in the scripture as the friend of God and the father of the faithful. Who am I? I'm Abraham. That's right. Sacrifice means to obey God's regardless of where that leaves our family. Some people are so caught up with their family, they can't move. They can't even say, I'm a Christian. I've got a Bible. Hey, I saw something in your car the other day. It looked like a Bible. Hey, that wasn't a Bible. No, that was the woman's weekly that comes in a Bible form now. Haven't you seen it? <laughs> Hey, I saw you. I saw you at the cafe, speaking to one of those Christians. Yeah, I was trying to convert them. Oh, saying they were brainwashed and they, you know what do they get, what do they got themselves into? Some sort of cult? No, that wasn't me. I saw you give an offering in church at the Easter service. I, I did not. I did not. I, I dropped a note to accuse the church that all they need, all they ever want is your money. Sacrifice involves forfeiture of that which is very near and dear to us. Abraham was willing to the sacrifice of his son, Isaac, because God asked him. God has asked us to give him everything we have today as a living sacrifice. Are we holding anything back from God? That's what we've got to ask Are we holding anything back from God? Because God is demanding us this day today. This day today. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Have you got that scripture, guys? That's my last scripture, my last point. Matthew 10, verse 37. Matthew 10, chapter 10, 37. This is the scripture that challenged me before I went into ministry because I love my kids so much. God was asking me like Abraham to carry Isaac up to this mountain. And God was saying, are you willing to sacrifice your kids? Are you willing to sacrifice your family? Are you willing to... Because I'd already made up my mind the house was his. I'd been in my backyard one day mowing the lawn. And I said, Father, thank you for this great house. And then he said to me straight back, but it's not yours, is it? I said, no. And he said, that's right. And I said, it's yours. And and instantly I was okay with that. But then when he asked me who my children belong to, my children that we'd nursed, cared for, tucked them in, put them in seatbelts, fed, took them to doctors, gave them the best care, the best love, the best environment, my kids, that that I wouldn't even bring sin into the house because the environment of my house was for my kids. We were living a holy life unto God. But God said, that's great, son, but I'm going to ask more of you now. I'm going to ask you for your family, your children. I went, no, no, I can't. It will devastate them. It will to bring them on the front line of ministry. You probably don't realize that Benny Hinn's kids too have gone off the line. And and you don't realize the wear and tear and the warfare around your family. And if your people realize that, you would be praying for us continually about our kids. Because if you can take the shepherd out, you'll take the sheep out. If you can scatter the shepherd, you'll scatter the sheep. So he comes at us. He comes knocking all sorts of hours. And he tries to Come against us. And the first thing he loves to do is try and come against our kids. And I knew that. I knew that. I said, God, I don't know if I can do this. And then Frank Houston pointed me out one day. He said, stand up, sir. The one in the white, stand up. That's got to be me. I'm in the white. Stand up. He said, Isaiah 53, verse 13. Verse 13 says, God will teach your children and great will be their peace and they will prosper. Basically something like that. And I knew God was speaking to me. He that loveth father or mother more than me. This is Jesus saying, if you love your father, if you love your your mother, if you love your children more than God, you are not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Now, come on, let's get this in context. I'm done. We're not saying to deny the love to your father or mother even if they're unsaved or deny their love and care and, and, and to your children. It's getting things in priority. Getting, because my children were like, I worship my kids. Fruit of your loins. Perfect in every way. Like, like Mary Poppins. Like a Disney movie. They were perfect in every way. Their little umbrellas. Their little frocks. Their little smile. Could you sacrifice something like that for Jesus and the gospel? Could you sacrifice your life, your, your, your career? Could you sacrifice your money? Could you sacrifice... Sacrifice of praise. Some people can't even do that. Sacrifice of praise. Oh, do I have to? Uh, do, you know, like, like, stand in the Benny Hinn crusade, five hours, and you... I, I had some of the best wilting. They just couldn't take, take it. There's a stamina you need to worship God like Benny does. To bring the anointing. The cost to bring the anointing. The cost to preach the gospel. The cost. The cost. The cost. The cost. Youth, there's a cost. I'm a living sacrifice. And if I have to give up my life for this stuff, I will. I pray. I don't. But if I have to, I shall, but I am a living sacrifice, holy representative for the living God. Everything I do has a connotation. People are looking at me. Everything I say, everything I do, every place I drive, every shopping aisle I'm in, I must be a living sacrifice everywhere i go every video shop i go what video to get i'm a living sacrifice better get that one sound of music again let's all stand god bless you father we are living sacrifices renew us in our mind this morning thank you for the ministry of your spirit and your word we stand before you father god i'm amazed at your sacrifice amazed at the soldiers, amazed at the mothers who gave their their life for us to be birthed. They sacrifice. We're amazed at the fathers who work tirelessly, get up in the wee hours, travel on trains, in cars and go and do their jobs that they hate. But they do it to sacrifice themselves for that. Which is a great cause, Father. I thank you for the sacrifice of the people that have caused this church to be here—the Flannerys, the Phillipses, the Cairns, and the others—and the others that have allowed this church to be here by their sacrifice of their time, their talent, their treasure. Father, we are in awe of the sacrifice of your people. Jesus, I declare that your sacrifice is worth it the cross, the gospel, it is all worth it. Father, we stand, we salute you, we honor you, we lift up holy hands. Would you do that this morning? Lift up holy hands. And Jesus, the the blood that you shed 2,000 years ago, we honor what that did for us. It purified us. It enabled us to live a holy life. It enabled us to live a victorious life. It enabled us to live in your presence. It enabled us to live in your power of your spirit. And in prosperity, your mercy, your grace, your power, your anointing have been released from this day on. Father, I'm asking right now that people would assess their current situation as if they would nearly lost their life last night on that plane and that they would stand before you right now, Lord God, and say, my God, I'm taking stock of my life. Jesus, you sent me to this planet to be saved. Lord thank you for salvation, but it is not unto myself. If I try and preserve my life, Jesus said, you will lose it. You will shrink. You will shrink. Your influence will shrink. Your smile will shrink. Your finances will shrink. Your life will shrink, and you will shrink up and die a terrible old cruddy, angry, disappointed, dejected person. But the Bible says if you give your life you will become radiant, magnificent light. Father, I've spoken strongly this morning, but your bloodshed deserves a strong message. I haven't patsied around, I haven't pat you and stroked you this morning. I have said by the Spirit of the Lord, His sacrifice enabled you to be a living sacrifice this morning. Father I pray that we would not shrink back as this song is emoting into our palaces of comfort into our palaces of comfort but Father God I pray that we would break out even with families even with nice nice homes that we would break out into the adventure of winning a lost world Lord Lord I rebuke that big fat TV set I rebuke those things that hold me spellbound I rebuke those comfort zones and I turn my back on those things and I look my Savior this morning. And Jesus, I bow before you. I acknowledge you. I worship you. I lay my life down for you this morning.